Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast, where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty and physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Man, I'm doing as good as anyone can do getting buried by his 13-year-old son on leg day. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for not being on this podcast because I got to go see Metallica. So if that's a problem, kiss my ass. Okay. I am. <laughs> What is going on, everybody? Um, I am recording this Sunday, April 3rd. My brother officially turns 29 today. Um, if you saw him and I, you would probably think um, <laughs> that I was the older one because I maintain a, a full face of hair and uh, he quite often does not. He's a little bit shorter. Um, it's kind of irrelevant to the point today, but uh, just kind of like a side note. Um, I've been very, very ahead on podcasts recently, so I'm recording pretty far in advance. Um, by the time this airs, uh, the episode with Courtney Turner will be out. That was a lot of fun. And the episode with Adam Nutter, Mark Vizzacco, and Anthony Portillo will be out as well, which was my noted longest podcast I've ever done. I think it was two hours, 20 minutes. Um, guys are absolutely awesome. Um, Hunter McWin had designed me the promo that aired right before this. So a uh, big shout out to him. Make sure you go follow him on Twitter and uh, visit his Redbubble, which will be linked in my promo video on my channel. Um, he's an awesome dude, hosts the Where'd You Go podcast, and dude's like traveled all over the freaking world. I, I, I'm going to get him on eventually and we're going to talk about it. Um, he's just really good dude. And I can't say enough good things about him because he did all the, uh, brand designing for me, which will, uh, I plan to do more with that in the future, but we'll just kind of see how the show goes overall. So I'm sure some people might have seen recently that there's been, um, articles circulating, saying that there is fascism amongst the fitness movement and the fitness movement is uh, far right. Well, as you could see, I came dressed appropriately in red con one gear. I got a flag on the sleeve for those not um, <clears throat> not watching this on YouTube. Uh, it's, it's pretty funny to me and I got some takeaways. I got a few articles and different websites pulled up from you know, the sources that were saying this, it, it seems so silly to me because you would think metabolic health and improving, you know, your physical being, which I believe believes your mental or leads to your mental well-being should be an apolitical thing, but everything has to be political now because we've had this government that just grows and grows and grows and grows that people now feel like that they have to push very, very hard for what's good and what's bad. So anything that's not within their preferred political sphere 
um, is bad and everything that is within their political sphere is good. And we need to maintain control of the government so that way our will could be forced on everybody else and we could be happy with, you know, the slice of pie that we've been given. You know, the 51% voted for Joe Biden, even though that's not really what it is. You know, however you want to look at it, everybody gets Joe Biden because the majority um, decide it's mob rule, right? We all know that democracy um, is not a sustainable thing for a country just because you can't rule and live by mob rule. It, it just doesn't work. There's too many different personalities, um, economic incentives, and different things at play to just kind of say that 51% know what's best for 100% of people. So obviously as a libertarian, um, we believe in decentralization and having the power at the lowest levels possible. Now let's just say we don't believe in any authority or power at all, but we just don't believe in centralizing it into this giant governmental um, bloated body that believes it knows best when it's furthest away from what it may be governing. Kind of a long tangent, but um, without further ado, I think we should get into this. Um, I I'm going to be reacting and reading it. I've read a little bit of it, and um, we'll just kind of see where this goes. And it's from what I've seen, it's, it's very, very funny. So hopefully you guys find this about as entertaining as I do. So um, this was the first one that I saw. I believe it was actually Phil Labonte that had um, shared this on Twitter. So pandemic fitness trends have gone extreme, literally from NS MSNBC.com. White supremacist's latest scheme to valorize violence and hypermasculinity has gone digital. Um, it appears the far right has taken advantage of pandemic at-home fitness trends to expand its decade-plus radicalization of physical martial, mixed martial arts and combat sports spaces. Um, never mind, like, one of the most popular people in the world, if not um, the biggest podcast in the world, Joe Rogan. The dude supported Bernie Sanders, right? He voted for Gary Johnson and Joe Jorgensen. These are not far-right people. He's had some... I don't even want to say he's really had far-right people on because I don't really consider Alex Jones or any of them far-right. Yeah, is he a conspiracy kook? Sure. But, like, he hasn't had insane far-right neo-Nazis or anything like that on. And he's one of the biggest names in the world and one of the biggest names in mixed martial arts. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, just, I just read the news, man. Um, earlier this month, researchers reported that a network of online fascist fitness chat groups on the encrypted platform Telegram are recruiting and radicalizing young men with neo-Nazi and white supremacist extremist ideologies. Initially lured with positive physical changes, new recruits are later invited to closed chat groups where far-right content is shared. Um, if this is literally happening, which I'm not saying it's not happening, but I, I've never personally seen it. Um, <laughs> I never got the invitation. Now, granted, I don't talk to a lot of people when I go to the gym because I'm in there to kind of hammer out, do my work, do what I got to do and uh, get the hell out of there. But um, I was never personally sent any uh, Richard Spencer videos or anything like that uh, when um, in my time at the gym. And I did just change gyms recently, too. So, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I just I don't see it. Maybe it's there. I don't know. So uh, I, I apologize. That's my fucking asshole dog accident barking. You guys probably seen him on, uh, you know, Twitter all the time. Anyways, physical fitness has always been 
been central to the far right. In Mein Kampf, Hitler fixated on boxing and jiu-jitsu, believing they could help him create army of millions whose aggressive spirit and impeccably trained bodies combined with fanatical love of the fatherland would do more for the German nation than army than any quote-unquote mediocre tactical weapons training. But <laughs> um, I... Now, here we go. This is going to get clipped out of context. I don't think there's anything wrong with physically training people. Of course, people who are uh, more physically fit are going to be able to better defend whatever they're there to defend. I, I, it's it's so silly to literally take mind Kampf and then extrapolate this to like a whole demographic of people, people who are into fitness. When you can think about like the fitness world and like yoga and shit like that, and it's overran by like far left vegans uh, there's this restaurant here in pittsburgh well you know i'm not going to say the name but they have black lives matter and a vaccine passport just for their shop even though it's not mandatory here and uh they want you to have proof of vaccination to enter and it, no you know no home for hate black lives matter and, and i get it there's maybe some merit to those things but it, you know what kind of comes with that right so uh, it's just funny that they want to associate this all with the alt-right and that's the alt-right and the far-right when that's such like a ambiguous term. There's no clear-cut definition of what that entails. Um, in more modern times, far-right groups have launched mixed martial arts and boxing gyms in Ukraine, Canada, and France, among other places, focused on training far-right nationalists in violent hand-to-hand -hand combat and street fighting techniques. It's caught the attention of intelligence authorities, especially in Europe, where various reports have noted the role of combat sports and MMA in radicalizing and promoting far-right violence. A series of collaborative efforts between governments and national sports associations and local gyms in places such as Germany, Poland, and the United Kingdom have introduced intervention and prevention programs. The U.S. is comparatively far behind, which will only become more and more problematic, especially since the phenomenon is growing in the country, building on the established far or established fight club culture of MMA far right extremists. <laughs> I, I can't even keep a straight face reading this. Jesus. The leader of a Maryland skinhead group, for example, once ran a gym to recruit and train white supremacists in mixed martial arts. Four members are associates of the racist, violent, rise above movement. <laughs> Excuse me. The self-described premier MMA club of the alt-right pled guilty to conspiracy to riot after the 2017 Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia. An online propagandist for that now... Defunct group was spotted amongst protesters on January 6th last year when members of the white supremacist group Patriot Front marched in Washington, D.C. In December 2021, they were accompanied by a new media outlet created by Rams founder Robert Rundo, who's working to create a network of far-right MMA active clubs in the U.S. and abroad. This, and here we are, domestic extremism on the rise in the U.S. Um, it, it's so funny that they put this out here, but like, I, I never heard anybody in the fitness world talk about this. So is this just like a one-off thing? Or is this some kind of outright thing that we need to panic about? I think it's something that we probably don't need to be very worried about. Because you would think if this was a big deal, all the fitness people would be talking about this, trying to separate themselves from it. But clearly, it's just like not a thing. But... 
Anyways, the intersection of extremism and fitness leans into a shared obsession with the male body, training, masculinity, testosterone, strength, and competition. Physical fitness training, especially in combat sports, appeals to the far right for many reasons. Fighters are trained to accept the significant physical pain to be quote-unquote warriors and embrace messaging around solidarity, heroism, and brotherhood. Its champion is a tool to fight the coming race war. <laughs> Jesus, I, it's It's unreal. In the street battles that will precede it, recruits are encouraged to link individual moral virtues such as willpower, decisiveness, and courage with desired collective traits such as fertility or virility and manliness. This also works in reverse with white supremacists encouraging potential recruits or activists to stay in good physical shape as a way of managing self-presentation to the public. The neo-Nazi blogger Andrew Anglin advised his followers that fat people should be required to commit to losing weight if they are to stay involved with groups or in-person gatherings, noting that continued obesity should not be tolerated. Um, I, I just, there's like not even words for some of the stuff that we're reading here. And I'm all about encouraging people to be better. If you've watched this podcast for long enough, you'll see that I'm trying to get the message out there for just whatever gets you a little bit better than you were the day before. And <laughs> I'm all about telling libertarians, stop being fat losers. Stop talking about all the books you've read and all the Austrian economics and Bitcoin and all this other stuff. Be an interesting person. You know, get out there, be active, get outside, as the meme goes, touch grass. Be an enthusiastic leader of people who people want to look up to. I think that's the most important message that I could share. And I fail at this a lot too. This is something that I'm not just finger wagging people at. This is something that I aspire to as well. And I think I would love to see more and more libertarians do the same thing because we're all a work in progress. And if we want to be a cohesive movement that's really going to change the world, which I think we can do, then we have to be, you know, great people. We have to be leaders of our community. And I know I've beaten this message to death, but it's what I really feel needs to happen if we want this to be, you know, a movement that's going to change the world. Um, it's so silly to me that they would literally shame people for, and <laughs> call you far right for encouraging people to not be obese anymore. And yeah, I'm sure there's probably some crude messaging around there and maybe a lot of it's tongue in cheek, but I don't see the overall problem with just telling people that we should be better. Let me get back into the uh, screen share here. Um, so I actually found a thing on Reddit here. Why do fitness communities attract so much right-wing vermin? <laughs> Quote, fuck. I just want to be healthy, not condition my seed for the good of the father, fatherland or whatever dumb shit. Um, because a lot of the far right-wing rhetoric leans heavily on the idea of moral superiority being tied to physical su superiority and traditional masculinity. Aggression, physical strength, perceived attractiveness are all supposed to be signs of good moral character, adherence to, tr to traditional values. Then they all ramp each other up. That's also why the right-wing is so weird about saying that certain right-wing commentators are stronger, healthier, more fit, and more virile than they are. In their mind, having similar opinions makes someone strong, so a flabby 80-year-old man must be in great shape, and a beefhead who punches a tree really hard must be virtuous. 
I'll just read one more comment. I did not read these really before getting on here. Uh, Wild guess they started getting serious about fitness for the wrong reasons because they were already shitty people. That I'm severe, severely stereotyped in there. I kind of do have to admit that it is kind of funny to see them say this. Uh, we got two more articles, but I want to comment a little bit on this. Um, it, it just uh, struck me. Uh, it's so funny that the Me Too movement had came out in 2017 when it had... or. It, might have been 2019 people can fucking fact check me on this whatever but uh we had a president who was a white male right and we all know that cis white males are the scum of the earth and if you're a cis white male it's all your fault that you know sexism and racism bigotry all this stuff exists um we had a male president who a lot of people looked up to as a masculine figure and as a very dominant kind of figure too, right? As a guy who was going to take control of things and build the wall. And if this isn't clear by now, I am not a fan of Trump. If you guys listen to this podcast, I'm sure you can figure that out. So I'm not really this far right kook. Um, I do consider myself right wing because I have respect for natural order and I understand there are people who are better at things than other people and I may be better at things than my fiance. There's a hierarchy generally to just about everywhere you're going to go and you're not going to change it no matter what. So that being said, um, it was an attack on masculinity. The timing was so you would feel bad about being masculine and that's kind of what they're getting at here is that masculinity is bad. Therefore... Um, you know, leadership, fatherhood, and all these things are bad as well, because these are tangentially related to masculinity. So if we tap down masculinity, then we can promote collectivism, right? Because masculinity can represent the rugged individual and can represent fathers, right? We have to demonize fathers so that way we can have social conventions around promoting motherhood, single motherhood, and this gynocentric society that we kind of have where women are always good no matter what women are the default good right and we see this all the time we saw this with the will smith thing and i'm not going to belabor that point anymore um watch the show i did with jose galison and clint from liberty lockdown um if you kind of want to hear a little bit more elaborated thoughts on that and we also kind of touched on on the episode with adam uh anthony and mark uh, it, it's just very convenient that it came out right then because that movement had been a movement for about 10 years. Now, I'm not saying that we should um, not condone rape because obviously one rape is too many. And people who do rape, they deserve what they get, right? If you are assaulted, killed, or hurt in the process of raping somebody, then you kind of got what you got, right? Of course, there he goes. <laughs> See, it pissed my dog off too. Um, so anyways, let's kind of finish up these last two articles and uh, close out of here. Um, politics could determine, oh, uh, what the hell? Yeah, politics could determine your, where the fuck is it? The more radical your politics, the more bodacious your physique, study says. Although extremism by itself is not an adequate substitute for working out eating right, we don't think. Uh, it's a pretty uh, short article. We'll just kind of read through it from Esquire.com. Um, the farther left or right you lean politically, the more active you are. A new study conducted throughout Europe has found Adrian Bauman of the University of Sydney School of Public Health led a team that surveyed residents of 32 European countries, finding that those who identify as liberal or conservative are more active and engage in more strenuous activity per week than those who consider themselves political centrists. Mental and physical apathy, it turns out, could be related. 
participants in the survey, um, participants surveyed, sorry, um, in the study were asked to rate their political orientation on a scale of one to 10, with one being very liberal, liberal and 10 being very conservative. They were then asked to record how many minutes per week they engage in vigorous physical activity, moderate physical activity, walking, and sitting. Those with the defined political preferences participated in, on average, about an hour more of physical activity and 30 minutes more of vigorous physical activity per week than those in the middle. Um, it's it kind of makes sense though when you think about it that way because people on the extremes of things are obviously going to be a little bit more oriented to doing ex more extreme things right where people on the far left might be more into doing crazy yoga and being vegan and people on the far right may be more inclined to be carnivore and be into crazy resistance training um and i'm not saying that's the case it's just it may turn out that way. I don't know. There's probably far left people who are carnivore and could deadlift 600 pounds. And there's probably people on the far right who do yoga and burn incense in the freaking yoga room. You know, whatever. Uh, quote, busy people at both ends of the political spectrum do not seem to have as much time for idleness, wrote Bauman in the report, which was published by the BMJ. If a person's apathetic nature can apparently extend across several aspects of their life, it makes sense that the conviction of the more fervently minded among can also manifest itself in both thought and action. But those with a more blasé attitude towards the goings on in Washington don't get any bright ideas. We're pretty sure that simply adopting a particular set of political beliefs does not translate into physical fitness. Centrists and the politically uncommitted may be at greater risk for non-communicable diseases because of their inertia contributed Bauman. Quote, the politically uncommitted and centrists could consider adopting a stronger political stance for their health. On the other hand, maybe it's worth a shot. Um, they tagged the Huffington Post, which is just... Um, now, most of the or, um, most of the fitness people that I follow personally, uh, the guys that I can think of off the top of my head, Mike Isertel, who's been on the show um, Mark Lobliner, Lane Norton, um, Mind Pump. Those guys are mostly libertarian leaning. I wouldn't consider them necessarily right, but they're definitely more libertarian leaning, which, you know, take that as it may. Um, take it as you will, whatever. It, who cares? They're, that's not their main gig, right? Uh, Mind Pump had Peter Schiff on. It was awesome, you know? Um, Lane Norton claims to be a libertarian. Mike Isertel on this show claimed to be a libertarian, but he was a little bit more skeptical or skeptical of COVID than was your um, average libertarian, right? Or at least who I'd consider a libertarian, you know, the more liberty movement wing of the libertarian party and the overall liberty movement. Um, he was definitely a little bit more of the, okay, well, maybe COVID's a little bit of a big deal kind of thing. Now, I'm not dunking on him. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with his perspective. I understand, but just take that with a grain of salt. So this last article, this one was uh, actually kind of funny to me. Jim Burroughs are more likely to be right-wing assholes, science confirms. Now this is from Vice. Vice. No time to worry about socioeconomic inequality when you've got to finish your reps, bro. It's kind of funny that they put that there. Um, socioeconomic inequality, it, it's so funny when they talk about this because the thing that would potentially lessen that to the greatest degree would be 
what would be considered more right-wing policies, more free markets, because when you give people the access to a free market and allow them to freely associate and allow them to work and do what interests them the most and, you know, kind of pursue what interests them the most, um, then they're going to have greater access to wealth because you're allowing people to freely associate and freely do what they would deem best for themselves. And if they don't, if things don't work out in their favor, then they're going to do things that will obviously eventually work out in their favor because you can't just not work or not produce for long periods of time because you'll starve. You won't be able to, to pay your bills, you know? Um, to all you Jim Bro haters amongst us, come be seated. This one's for you. Science, objective, empirically tested science, the science that tells us that ice caps are melting, has confirmed what many of us have long suspected. Jim Bros are white right-wing jerks. New research from Brunel University finds that physically strong men who regularly go to the gym are more likely to be right-wing and support social and economic inequality than weaker men. This explains a lot, like Trump's weird grab-and-yank power handshake. He's just trying to assert supremacy over his fellow uncaring assholes. <laughs> it's kind of funny. A research team led by Dr. Michael Price assessed 171 men aged 18 to 40 collecting data on their height, weight, um, height, weight, waist size, hand grip, muscularity, and arm and chest strength using a 3D body scanner. They also analyzed their political and social views, asking them whether they supported the redistribution of wealth, a key tenet of socialism, <laughs> or believed that some social groups have dominance over others. Uh, full pause right here. This is fucking hilarious. A research term, a research team led by Dr. Michael Price assessed 171 men. 171 men, not even 200. That is such a small fucking sample size that you cannot extrapolate that to 330 million people in the United States, let alone the entire fucking planet. Are you serious? <laughs> You're going to say Jim Bros are right-wing assholes because you surveyed 171 people. Like, sometimes these articles defeat themselves. You don't even have to do a rebuttal, but here I am. Uh, participants were surveyed on how often they went to the gym and their personal wealth. Additionally, the men were categorized according to their facial attractiveness and perceived masculinity and dominance by a group of independent assessors. Quote, I've always been interested in the evolution of human morality, Price tells um, broadly, over the years, I recognize their strong correlation in male body size and shape with moral and political attitudes, and I wasn't finding them in females, so I wanted to do a large-scale study looking at men's physical shape in relation to their egalitarianism. Um, <laughs> a large-scale study of 171 people. Yeah. The new findings built on previous research, he adds, that suggests muscular men are more likely to support militarism and war. In the past, researchers have discovered a significant correlation between men who are physically formidable and their belief that some social groups should be dominate or should dominate other social groups. As I just said a little bit earlier, most of these people that I've mentioned are libertarian leaning, right? I don't know any good libertarians who support war. To be a libertarian, you have to be anti-war. Because what reduces the most amount of human freedom? 
death. <laughs> what does war cause? Death. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> oh, Price's findings that rich muscle dudes are the worst. Under those rock hard abs lie the rock hard souls of men who doesn't believe in the spreading their riches around. It basically it's basically your tolerance to the idea that wealth shouldn't be redistributed. Dr. Price explains some people thought it was horrible, some people thought it was fine. Fascinatingly, the longer men spent in the gym, the more likely they were to have less egalitarian socioeconomic beliefs. But is it the gym turning men into entitled, unempathetic jerks, or are they in the gym because they were born that way? It's a real chicken breast and egg white omelet conundrum, to be sure. Oh, my God. So let me give you guys some closing thoughts here. Um, to kind of tail out that article as well, um, when you go to the gym and when you spend hours and hours and hours and hours in the gym and you weigh out your food you make sure you get sufficient protein you make sure you do the right cardio you make sure that you're hitting your uh, calorie target every day when you work your ass off to put on lean muscle mass then yes you feel better and you feel better than some people who have not done that yes you are better than some people in some regards because you chose to put off consumption right now right you chose to bust your ass. You chose to work your ass off to put on the lean mass so that way you can look better and you can feel better. You sacrificed in that moment, although I don't quite look at resistance training as a sacrifice, you sacrificed your time so that way you could put deposits in the bank so that way you could look better down the line, right? You can see my arms right here, right? Look, that takes a lot of time and a lot of reps and a lot of fucking work. It's not like you just go in and move some weights around and all of a sudden, look, you got muscle. No, I worked my ass off for this. And for me to lose 70 pounds like I have, I had to work for that. I had to quit eating ice cream. I had to quit eating whatever the fuck was put right in front of my face. So that way I could lose weight and feel good about myself. So yeah, you know what? I am better than people who choose not to do that. But you know what? That's that's i'm not here to put those people down i'm here to lift those people up i'm here to tell you that i was there i'm here to tell you that you can be better as well right i'm here to tell you that you can be better than you were yesterday so don't fucking compare yourself to me compare yourself to you and who you can be and who you were yesterday let's get you better right let's start walking a little bit let's just eat a little bit more protein let's figure something out that could just make you a little bit better and to say that you're far right or you're some extremist or you're a far right asshole for doing that, fuck you. For real. I don't care. If that makes me far right to be concerned about my physical health and to not want to die early and to lower all the independent risk factors that put me at risk for disease and a shorter lifespan, if that makes me far right, guess what? I'm far fucking right then. I don't care. And if that makes other people far right too, they shouldn't care either. And you know what? I'll even take it a step further. If this means that all the fucking people who, who think that they're left wing want to be fat, unfuckable, and have nobody care about them, and they don't breed, good. You should be outbred of the fucking gene pool. And I'm perfectly okay with that. Jeez, um, <laughs> that's a long tangent. But um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, we could have some cool shows coming out next week. 
Uh, as always, check out Axe and Sledge Supplements. Uh, use code Matovic10, M-A-T-O-V-C-I-K-1-0 at checkout. Let them know I sent you um, their way and get yourself a little discount for your supplements so you can go be a far-right extremist in the gym. And uh, until next time, everybody, take care. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.